1: This is is Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio, Missoula.
0: is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for rolling with us here on this Monday. We're into December. Best time of year as we got all sorts of football action going on. Championship Saturday over the weekend. FCS playoffs, tons of NFL. The playoff picture is becoming more clear, so we're going to keep on breaking it on down. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, was the Montana football hour? ton of stuff on both Montana and uh, their resounding 49-19 win over Delaware, plus the heartbreaker in Bozeman. What an excruciating loss for Montana State. What a win by North Dakota State. Win in walk-off fashion on a blocked extra point in overtime. Doesn't get any more dramatic than that. All of it on the podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, visit goblackfoot.com. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. And the MSU Bookstore, visit msubookstore.org. It's time now for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornaweg in studio with us. Presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank is Montana's brand of baking. And the Monday afternoon quarterback is Montana's version of the NFL. Coach, how you living, man? What's going on?
1: Colter, this is my favorite time of the week. On your radio show. It's so exciting because you're coming off of a weekend typically of football.
0: Oh yeah. So how about the FCS playoffs? I mean, the Grizz there was all sorts of drama because there was snow. Not really any drama within the scope of the game, though, because they just just ran roughshod over Delaware. But the other two of the other big sky games, I mean, you can't come down more to the wire than that. Montana State gets a extra point blocked. In overtime, then Idaho they block a field goal at the end of regulation and then hit a walk-off field goal in overtime. So I mean, it just shows you how slim the margin is this time of year.
1: Well, a couple of things. It's lined up for the Grizz to go all the way. I mean, it's just that simple. They keep playing the uh, one of the lower ranked teams left in the playoffs, and they're doing it again uh, this week with Furman. Uh, as you know. As you know, Coulter, my wife and I and my older son flew in. We were in Bozeman for the Montana State, North Dakota State, the Bobcats against the Bison. What a, game what a game that was. What a game. And let's get back to that one because then after the ball game, in fact, I was supposed to fly to Green Bay for uh, the Green Bay Chiefs game. But, <laughs> Man, but, the but the plane had to leave early. Well, I'm not leaving, <laughs> you know, because of uh, not weather there, because of weather in the, in the Wisconsin area. Uh, the pilot said we might end up in Milwaukee or somewhere if we don't get out of here. At three, I said I'm not leaving. My son's all with the uh, with the Bison, and so we got to see my son after the ball game. And then we we start heading toward Missoula, and we're right before Butte, and that storm that hit Missoula, oh, buddy, was hitting us in the face. So we stop in Butte right about right about seven o'clock and watch the first half of the Grizz game went exactly as I expected, and then going 25 miles an hour from Butte back into Missoula three hour ride turned into five hour <laughs> ride. So it's recovery day uh, yesterday for for us. Well, but but what a momentum swinging type oh of game in Bozeman. Oh it was crazy. So to me there
0: was a couple key moments in this game. When Montana State went forward on fourth down the last play of the third quarter, It was really close, but they appeared to kind of get it, and the officials called it in favor of the Cats, but then during the quarter break, they reviewed it, and all of a sudden, oh, North Dakota State's back on the field, and who knows what would have happened with that Bobcat drive or not. They were into NDSU territory, but that was a pivotal moment, and that sort of shifted the momentum, and then NDSU kind of chipped away at it, and then all of a sudden they tied it, and they took all the momentum into overtime.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. That was a big play, a big review. Big time uh, for, yep. for for the officials. In fact, uh, Lindsay and I and Skyler were in the box, and uh, uh, just because of John Saunders, who runs MTN yeah, sure. and, and and he in scripts and all that, and so so he hosted us in the box, and there was a box, and so we had to dress kind of neutral, sure. right? And then we couldn't really cheer for either team, uh, you know, and so it felt. A little strange that way because we didn't want to offend anybody in the box. But I will tell you, when the thump thump happened at the end of the game, my wife couldn't control herself. She had to smile <laughs> just a little bit. But but I thought, I thought we did a good job in the box. But when I was looking at that play and they went to the quarter break to a TV timeout, yeah. I told Skyler, my oldest son, I said, you know his knee might have been down before he reached because when he reached I thought it was clearly a first down that's just you know looking at it as right. a fan from the from Putting up, box, up yeah. top in the box and all of a sudden the referee walks over during the the timeout and, and he's looking at it. I'm going, geez, they're looking at that play. And then all of a sudden, it's overturned and a big swing for the Bison there. I will tell you, there were probably six or eight huge, huge momentum swings oh, yeah. in that game. And then the fellow who blocked the PAT. Backup senior offensive lineman. How about this? First time that they've ever, they call it, Bobby Cade was telling me after the game, this man is a... The young man, the player, is an offensive lineman. That's right. A senior. He's six foot seven. So they invented this and they call it the Viking block. Why? Cause he's out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so so they worked on it. They worked on it. They worked on it. And then it worked during the game. Now, now look at I, I was looking at that on the way home when we were listening sure. from Butte to Missoula to the Idaho game. Uh, The the, I don't get but but I I looked at the replay the the ball was kicked quite low yes the snap was low you could tell I'm not sure the 6 foot 7 young man actually got off the ground but he got his hand up uh, just enough to get the football right in his forearm and I got text uh, uh, a picture he's got laces marks on his forearm, it was awesome. Talk about talk about
0: a, a battle scar that you're proud of. I mean, he's probably going out in, North, in Fargo, North Dakota, saying,
1: "Hey, you want to believe me if I block this kick? Look at this. Buy me a beer." Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then when that fades, he'll just carry a picture around, <laughs> frame that picture. What a great, what what a great, great game and look at. I'm excited because I should I shouldn't say we, but. My son's team won For the sure. game, so that makes it even extra special. I will tell you, right? Uh, North Dakota State had uh, probably a five play. Uh, overtime touchdowns. Yes. Uh, but then Montana State comes out, boom, one play. They're in the end zone. So my mind's going, I wasn't even paying attention right. uh, unless Montana State was choosing to go for two. Once right. I knew they weren't going for two, I'm going, okay, well, at least North Dakota State's defense isn't gassed. Right. They just gave up a one play touchdown. Right. So maybe it, it ends up being a good thing for the second overtime. And then the old. Thump, thump, pandemonium breaks out on the North Dakota State oh. sideline. In fact, Sky and I were, I go, did they just block that PAT? My eyes went right to my son on the sideline. I go, look, Sky, Bobby Kane, he doesn't quite know what to do with himself. <laughs> He's running around hugging people. Yeah. So it was pandemonium for pretty much everybody on the sideline. No, they were really, really, that is a huge win. Oh, well, a huge win. Well, one other thing. So the first round of the playoffs, Yes. right? Six out of eight of the home teams won. And then we talked about this last week. I suspected that it would be equal or even more home teams win. The only home team that didn't win was Montana State in a crazy, great game against two excellent teams. So that home field advantage is huge in these playoffs. So uh, now I will tell you, in this round, this past round, Oh, they were all seeded. All eight of them were right. seeded. So they're supposed to be the eight best teams in the FCS playing a lower-level type of team. So it's not unexpected.
0: Marty Mornowig in studio with us. This is the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has locations throughout the state of Montana. They're in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. For a team like NDSU, how much momentum does this give them going forward to win in that fashion?
1: You know, I suspect it gives them a little juice. However, when the next game starts out there in South Dakota, right, uh, all of that will sort of dissipate. Yeah. And I think Coach Ends for North Dakota State does a pretty good job. What's up next? It's a chance for us to go 1-0 again. It's a single elimination tournament. So I think they've got the right mentality. Uh, however, I will say it probably gives them a little juice saying uh, we can come back from anything if we're down by seven late in the fourth quarter or if we're down by two scores in the third quarter. Have no fear, we're going to end up winning the game, and that's a it is, it's sort of subconscious a little bit with the fellas that are on the field actually playing the game. Three
0: pieces of breaking news from the Montana State side of things. First of all, sort of a Montana State piece of news, but certainly of interest around the state of Montana. Jeff Choate announces the head coach at Nevada today, Man. he was at Montana State for four years, so I did a great job there at MSU. He's been at Texas, so he'll be coaching in the college football playoff, and then. Going to Reno. So uh, that's interesting. Choate's name was in the mix at Boise State as well, each of the last two times that job was open. So that's a domino to fall here, uh, you know, out west in, in college football. The other two pieces of breaking news, though uh, Omar Adabivian, all conference offensive guard for Montana State, he entered the transfer portal this morning. And now, this just happened, Rush Reimer, two time All American offensive lineman for Montana State. He's also into the portal. So, I mean, that leads me into my next question. Talk about, I mean, the 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 loss itself is just gut-wrenching at Montana State, right? But then yeah. you compound it by the fact that Tommy Mlock got hurt and it was a bad injury. It's going to take him a little while. I mean, I, I would reckon that he's not going to be available or at least he's not going to be full go for spring ball. If He's going to have to try to make it back by next fall. And then you talk about the fact that that loss came on the heels of getting your butt whipped by your rival the game before. Yeah. I mean, there's a... It's going to be a long offseason at Montana State. They have a lot, of, a lot of questions to answer.
1: Well, getting blown out in the Brawl of the Wild. And then uh, uh, two weeks later, a home game in the play, the second round of the playoffs and getting beat by a thump-thump, block, PAT in overtime. Uh, and, and then the Malat injury, that had a big effect on that game, by the way. Oh, no doubt. Because Sky and I were up in the box. And I'm going, Sky, when North Dakota State scored late in the game to – to actually be one point down, right? Uh, all right, are you kicking it or are you going for two? Well, when you're on the road and you're an underdog, and they were an underdog by three and a half points it, 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 the last time I looked before the game started, right? When you're in that situation, normally, normally you go for two and end it. Because the longer the game gets, uh, the thought is uh, the more likely that the home team and the favored team is likely to win. So. I'm going, Sky, would you go for two here? I would. And Sky goes, yeah, I would go for two here. But my son, Sky, goes, you know, Malat, it looks like he's hurt pretty bad. So yeah, then after right. the game, I'm talking to Bobby Kate. I'm going, did you think about going for two at the end of regulation? And he said, yeah, it was discussed. We discussed it. But because Malat was hurt, that they chose to go for what they thought the, the game was in their favor at that point. I will tell you this, Tommy Malat played out of his mind I mean, played out of his and mind it's not surprising because he's a heck of a player i still thought chambers they should get the ball to in chambers hands a little bit more than they did down the stretch uh and into the playoffs uh but that that was a big effect on north dakota state choosing to tie it up stop him, and go into overtime although montana state screwed it up by the way it did. But, but because i'm saying hey look chambers uh, he, Took two he's sets. one of the better uh, players, yes, in 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 the at least a big sky conference, but he scrambles around and breaks a big long run, and it would have been a very very long field goal, but they're at the at the top of field goal range. Now my mentality always in that type of game when it's tied, right, at the end of the game, go forward, right, go forward, call those plays where you're very unlikely to lose. Any yardage at all. Go forward. They went backwards, back-to-back back on two sacks. V- v- brutal. brutal. Brutal sacks at that point in the game. Uh, especially when you have a freshman kicker who's already
0: missed two kicks. I mean, that's the thing that colors this whole thing, though, right? Is I don't want to blame the blocked extra point on the kicker because there's a lot of stuff that has to happen there operationally from the snap to the hold to the blocking and all that sort of It's a team effort to get it blocked right there. But... Man, the 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 confidence or the lack thereof, because the, yes. they had such bad kicking struggles all year, it's uh, I think it, it affected the way that they managed the entire game, especially in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe right there at the end. However, however, the worst thing you're gonna do is be tied at the end of regulation. Give your team a chance. Yes. To kick the field goal, right? right. So, so by especially going when it's forward, ti-
0: especially when it's tied, right? Yeah, yeah. Because all that can happen. Oh no, is... if you're
1: a point down or something, right, that's right, right. That's
0: but, different. But when it's tied, hey, yeah. let's just get a chance to make it because you can make it, and then it's a walk off. And if you don't make it, you're going overtime. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that that was my point on that. But what a great time we had out there in Bozeman, and then we we got there on Friday, and you know, you know, our family. Our family, Missoula. Our family is Montana. Uh, but I will tell you, we had a pretty good time in Bozeman. So those those feelings, like never stopping in <laughs> Bozeman, uh, just a touch, just a touch, have, have uh, sort of softened Coulter. Well, Bozeman and Missoula are both awesome places.
0: I've made both of them my home throughout my life, and uh, it's uh, it's awesome to have two vibrant, cool communities like both Missoula uh, and Bozeman. Uh, last thing for you on this one. Yeah, how do you not let this thing linger if you're Montana
1: State? Yeah, it's going to linger. That's first it's, of all. It's going uh, to, right? I'm, I'm going to change the subject and then come back sure, to it. Because sure. Choate, Choate, Coach Choate yes. got the Nevada Reno job. Yep. Love it. Reno was one of my favorite players. I used to love flying oh, in man. there, kicking I would love, their bleep, I would love and then winning g- a couple bucks, you know, on, 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 on See, the road trip as well.
0: I would love to go to Reno with you. This would be like my <laughs> dream come true. I love Reno. When the Big Sky Tournament used to be in Reno. Yeah. Oh man, that was the most fun I've ever had in my entire life, I think. i have never had more fun than when the big scan uh, tournament was in Reno.
1: Used to love beating and Chris Holt, that little uh-huh. head coach of theirs out there <laughs> in and, but 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 anyway, let's get back to your original thought yeah, process. Yeah, how here. do you not let's it's this going to linger? There's, you just can't get around it. You just can't. So, so then the the leaders of the team, uh, Coach Vegan, I'm, I'm sure he's very good at this, right? Hey, Hey, eyes up, shoulders back, next mission. All right. Now, next mission will be spring ball and, and recruiting and all those things. So you, you go out your business like, uh, you're going to win a championship next year. They didn't this year. Uh, you've got to admit what, what, you're failed. Okay, so then you failed on, with a very good team. Identify those aspects, fill them up with the transfer transfer portal, and then and then you're recruiting a four year guys and get back to work. Last thing on the college
0: note, then we will get into some NFL. It's Monday afternoon, quarterback with Coach Marty Marty Morteweg in studio with us. Do you have any thoughts on the big time college football? They they uh, they announced the playoff field yeah. and. Uh, it's uh, it's Alabama, Michigan, Texas, and uh, who am I missing? There's the, there's a fourth one there. But Georgia, Florida State, are the two that got left out. So uh, who am I who well, am I missing? A, who's the who's the uh, the the fourth one? It's, oh, it's Washington, uh, of I course. Called, Washington. I think mean, You didn't call out UW. I yeah, know, yeah, Washington. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Of, of course, old... me being the Oregon Duck I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry about your loss. That was also a great game. Washington Oregon <laughs> was exceptionally good. Jeff, the uh, the Oregon Duck. Um, okay, so. What do you think? I mean the Florida State people are going crazy. Well,
1: if I was part of the Florida State crew, yeah. I would be out of my mind. I think their A D and head coach is. Uh, well Kevin Norvell's
0: was, statement was like, this is completely incorrect. Oh, this is oh, completely yeah. he, uh, like he said. The teams in the SEC, they have such huge budgets and home-field advantages, they don't schedule non-conference road games. Florida State played two non-conference road games this year, and they won. And then they went undefeated in a Power 5 conference. So I can totally see the argument on the Florida State side.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and then they think. I don't know if it's true or not, but they think that they're not in it because they lost their starting quarterback a right. couple weeks ago and then and then scored 17 one week or whatever. Right. Yeah, you, know, you, you know, so you can't do that. The Florida State Seminoles... They sort of earned their. They did. They are you get what you earn. That's right. And then, and then and then they earned it. And then they're not in. So I would be livid. I'd be more livid than if I was Georgia, because I think Georgia is probably one of the top teams as well. For sure. But they just lost. They just lost. So so that softens it. Okay. So I was talking to my wife Lindsay on the way home back from uh, Bozeman, and, and Sky was in the car as well. I'm and and I'm going. Okay. Well, how do you guarantee that you get? the four best teams in you right. go to eight teams and my wife goes right. well then the, the 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 last one out ninth and tenth are going to be lit. but okay but you still get the four best teams in and maybe you give the top two a bye which is a big big uh, like icing on the cake and then and then uh the other uh, or maybe you give four. I, th- I guess you would have to go four, right, Right, unless you make it an extended well, type of situation. They're going to
0: extend it to 12 next year, so we'll have a lot more answers. So uh, we'll see. It's the Monday afternoon. They're going to
1: extend it to what? 12. Oh, they're going to 12.
0: Yes. But oh, they've well been that, saying this for several years, though. And, and then they, they haven't. Kicked,
1: they've kicked it down the road.
0: Yeah, so, so I here's, thought eight would be pretty good. Here's, here's the thing. At the end of the day, the college football playoff, the selection committee and all the people... I think a lot of people still don't understand this. The college football playoff is not an NCAA-sponsored event. It is is governed by an independent entity, which is the college football playoff and their board of directors. This is a for-profit, non-amateur athletics entity that runs this, right? So what are they getting from not letting more than four teams in? They're getting every guy that has a radio microphone across the country to scream and yell about this one way or the other even if Florida State has a huge case to be mad or Georgia has a huge case to be mad, guess who's winning? The college football playoff.
1: Well, follow the money. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that's typically, that's like Montana or Montana For State sure. going 1A. Uh, you yep. know, from yep. uh, my sources, it would be $10 million, sort of to get the thing going without yep. even the $5 million entry fee, right? right. $10 million or to get it going and then a bunch of millions more to keep the thing going.
0: One afternoon quarterback rally presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. Stockman Bank blends traditional Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technologies. They provide time-tested products and services from people who truly care about you and your financial success. We mostly talk NFL on this segment, but this was a gigantic college football weekend, so we had to do that, but we got plenty of NFL coming down the pipe. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Visit JSHLTilaw.com. One two three One is now on
1: ESPN Radio.
0: Can't wait till this one gets rescheduled. I was all jacked up to go to John Party down at the Adams Center, and then he got COVID. So, I mean, no fault of, fault of his, but uh, they are going to reschedule. We gave you a bunch of tickets, so we'll let you know when that comes down the pipe. But I was going through, as everybody's been doing, my spotify rap. You know, what, what songs did you listen to the most this year? A lot of country western music on there, including a bunch by John Party. So uh, hopefully that's rescheduled soon. Welcome back to On Is Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app, myself, Coulter Nuanez, and Marty Mortiwig, more than a quarter century in the NFL and our go-to guy when it comes to talking all things football, not just pro, but college football as well. Uh man, what a crazy weekend it was in the NFL, man.
1: Well, crazy weekend in the NFL, but also Coulter. Come on! It was a huge weekend for you! No, that's right. Tell us about Friday night, oh, you man. and Candace. Are you kidding me? It was awesome,
0: man. Was, I, like, I, like I told you, and like I told the folks off the top, it was, it was one of the great thrills of my life. It's so funny, because people have asked me so much, you know, hey, is it any different? You know, because we've lived together for a little while and stuff, and, and I've always heard the cliche, no, it's not any different. It's totally different, man. <laughs> it's totally different, and I mean that in the absolute best way. I felt so affirmed and vindicated as a man. I felt such a deep sense of connection and commitment. And to do it with my mom and her dad and her grandparents there, it was it was epic, man. It was awesome. So thank you. But I you.
1: didn't know this. I did not know. I knew you guys were doing But I didn't know you're going to get married Friday night. Yep. And then you and your wife go to Bozeman that's right. for the ball game. That's right. Uh, all right, so uh, how, it's not that much different. <laughs> I mean, you're right. still rolling to that's ball right. games that's the right. next morning after your wedding <laughs> night. Yeah, that's right. So uh, congratulations, thank Coulter, and, and congratulations to Candace yeah. You guys will many, many years of happiness. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate she it. She might yeah. get tired of traveling to Bozeman <laughs> after a big celebration, though. No, for sure. <laughs> the, the negotiation was this. I
0: said, okay, babe, I, I have to work the day after the wedding. I no, not ideal. So what are we going to do? She said, well, what times of the games kick? And I said, well, the, the Bobcat game's at 1, the Grizz game's at 7. She goes, oh, we're going to Bozeman because then you can be done working earlier and we can go out to dinner. So, <laughs> And then the compromise continued because after dinner I was like, well, the Grizz game's over, but we should go watch the Idaho game somewhere. And she's like, fine, we'll go watch the Idaho. So we went and watched just the overtime of Idaho and then went on home. So,
1: Hey, Coulter, that's awesome. Congratulations. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, let's talk some NFL. Talk about... A statement. You and I were discuss. We've been discussing
0: for about the last month. Who's the best of the best in the NFL? And we were both kind of there on both the Eagles and, the- and San Francisco. But I said last week I thought that-, that when they're at their full strength, the Niners are the best team in the NFC, and I think the best team in the NFL. If Sunday is any indication, I'm not going to say that they completely affirmed it to be true for the long term, but in the short term, they are absolutely the best team in the NFL right now after they went and whipped Philadelphia in Philly.
1: That was crystal clear on that day. And the last time we were talking about this, I agreed with you. The 49ers at full strength. But they've got such great singular players. Oh, man. That if one or two of them get nicked sure. up, it might be just a little bit different oh, yeah. scenario. I think I think now look, and I'm biased towards both teams. I coach at both places, right? right? But more recently, uh Philadelphia, so I'm a little bit more biased towards them. I don't think they played very well, and I think the 49ers played at at an extremely high level on the road. That was a good sign for the San Francisco 49ers. Now For the Niners, stay healthy. Now for Philly, big ball game this weekend in Dallas. The thing is, too, you know, if the NFL, if you're one of
0: the best teams now at the 17-game schedule, you're going to win probably 13 or 14 games, right? Yeah. The Niners, they got their losses kind of behind them, and now they have a chance to sort of surge. For Philly, you can still absolutely go get the number one seed in the NFC if you keep... Winning, you just got to figure out, you just got to bury this one, right? Because if you go get to 15 and 2 or 14 and 3, you're still sitting pretty pretty. It's sort of both sides, right? The Niners have a chance to now just compete, keep on winning into the playoffs, and the Philly, they just got to figure out how to get back on the winning side.
1: Although the race for home field advantage. It's got more interesting. Oh, a lot more interesting, right? So now every game matters at the highest level. You know, the feeling here down the stretch and into the playoffs. Is every game gets bigger, oh, that's no right. matter what happens. That's right. Uh, right, if you win it now, now oh the next one's even bigger yep. because of home field advantage. Or if you lose it, hey, we got to get back into this thing with this home field advantage. And and you know it used to be now everybody plays on Christmas. The regular season right. is the last week. But it used to be if you earned a buy. You had Christmas. Yes. If you didn't earn a buy, you were playing on Christmas week. So you might have, you know, you might get home at four o'clock on Christmas. Or now there was one time, I believe the Christmas was on a Monday, I believe. Uh, but but anyway, I, I woke up at like 3.30 a.m., went to the office, got my stuff done, got back at 7 a.m., had a nice little hour, hour 15 with the kids. Uh, Christmas morning, went back to the office all day. You know, of course, Man. they were asleep by the time I got home. So that's how you have Christmas if you don't earn a buy. Now everybody sort of plays on Christmas. So I guess you had to be there for that one, Coulter.
0: So, Andrew, you, uh, you were pretty despondent yesterday. I'm sorry, but he's been saying for for six weeks. Eagles aren't playing very well, man. They just keep pulling the out, but they're not playing very well. And uh, then they kind of came to a head yesterday. I, I don't know. Are you over your doom
2: your, your yeah, and doom? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It uh, Exactly like you said, they've been playing like this for months. I've been texting you every week for months. Man, the Eagles look like garbage today. I can't believe I root for this team because it's putting me through hell. And then they go on and win those games, of course. And then last week, you can't do that against the San Francisco 49ers, right? You cannot play badly. It's funny, Coulter, because the parts of the game I watched, they were doing pretty good. I left right. when they were up six nothing. I had to go run an errand. I was like, I'll leave for a little bit, come back, watch the end of it. They're up six nothing. I come back. It's like twenty seven to six and I was like, what happened? People Samuel happened. Yeah, that entire offense happened. Uh, so that was not great, and uh, you know, a little bit worried about Jalen Hurts getting knocked out. I know sure. he came back in, but that's something to monitor. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited now again for another week. Bring on the Cowboys! Like Coach Marty said, huge game. Uh, but that was a tough watch for sure. Well, here's the good news about the Cowboys is they never play good against good teams, so we're fine. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Duanas now, ESPN Radio. Marty Morawag in studio with me, Colter Duanis. The Chiefs last night, man. First of all, I was surprised. It's not that surprising because they are different conferences, but that was the first time Patrick Mahomes has ever played in Lambeau Field, and that, you know. That on a on a Sunday night in December in itself is a, is a bear to try to tackle. But the, I, don't, you, I know you'd never say this because you, you know you're such good friends with those guys that coach there can Kansas City. The Chiefs have problems, man. They have problems. You can tell Patrick Mahomes is frustrated. Uh, <laughs> you're,
1: you're saying, uh, "No, it was one of those deals." Uh, Andy is usually very good on prime time. So is Patrick Mahomes. They're usually pretty good at any time, right? Uh, That's because right. they're a good football team. Their defense didn't play quite up to my expectations. I thought Green Bay played a heck of a game. I think Green Bay. It looks to me like is going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. To Jordan Love, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. I thought it was pretty good. The Niners going Montana, Steve Young, Garcia. I thought sure. that was a pretty good trio. And Green Bay might have that beat. But uh, don't worry about Kansas City and the great Patrick Mahomes. Their offense just is not quite as good as it once was. Yeah. Uh, their their challenge is, well, let's see if they can become as explosive as they were in the past. It sure doesn't look that way yeah. right now. But their defense was playing best, better than I've ever seen them play. And they did, it, neither one of those things happened very well last night. They just got to find... Oh. First of all, they just gotta catch the ball. Just catch the damn ball. Yeah. You, gotta,
0: you gotta catch the ball. They're leading the league in drops. That that in itself is is one of the, the huge factors. But they also just gotta find a way to take the top off. Right? They they have all these okay receivers, but I just they're missing Tyree Kill, man, yeah. and or that element. You can't replace Tyree Kill. He's one of the fastest guys in the history of the league, but yeah. they just need somebody that can break it off and get over
1: the top. I think that they'll be just fine. Why? I think they've still, even though it didn't look like it yesterday yeah. or last night, they've got a pretty good defense, right. and they've got Patrick Mahomes. Well, so. and, that,
0: and that's the thing. In the long term, here's the deal. only There's only been, what, seven teams in the history of the league that have actually repeated as Super Bowl champions. If you're in the mix year after year like they have been, you're, you're doing better than everybody else in the whole league pretty much, and they're still going to be in the mix to be... In the playoff. I mean, they're they're playoff teams still. They'll be in the mix to be in the conference championship game, and then you never know. If Mahomes just balls out, if you got
1: Mahomes, you got good chances anybody. Yeah, and the ball bounces your way, and you you play at your highest level of the season, and you've got Mahomes, you've got a pretty good defense, right? All those things align. But you're exactly right. The whole philosophy of the NFL, uh, the really good organizations— hey, let's just keep giving ourselves an opportunity right. in a, in the single elimination tournament. Hopefully it's better with home field, not necessary, yep. but a much, a much better odds because there have been some road teams and some wild card teams that have won the Super Bowl. But just keep giving yourselves opportunity. That's the way you win multiple Super Bowls.
0: Well, I'm reading this great book by Jeff Benedict. It's all about the Patriots dynasty. And... It's so interesting to compartmentalize stuff like that when you have it in its full body of work, right? Because when you're in the midst of it, some, we always overreact. Like, you know, a month ago, we are saying, Jordan Love's not ready. He's not any good. He sucks, whatever. And now the kids turn the corner. You're always saying this. You got to give guys multiple years worth of time. Yeah. Well, like people forget Tom Brady bursts on the scene and, and the Patriots go back to back right away. And... Then they, you know, stack it up and then they had the year where they had Randy Moss and they tore the NFL up and then they lost in the Super Bowl of the Giants. People forget this part of the story, though. Then the next year, Brady had one of the worst injuries in NFL history, and the Patriots lost so many guys, and they were like kind of on the outs for a minute, and then they rebuild it back up. And now when you got the whole body of work, it's ten Super Bowls and seven Super Bowl victories and all that. But when you're in the ebbs and flows of it, you know, and that's kinda the Chiefs. They're just having a dip from last year, but they still have an opportunity at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, so you, you right, so learn from the past, plan for the future, and that's an important part as well, right? Uh, and it, But the time is now for the Chiefs. I mean, they've got to get better. I'm sure they're identifying two or three things on offense, two or three things on defense, two or three things to get better at, right? Even when you're really good or in your role and you try to do that, it might be one or two things. Uh, but. Keep giving, they keep giving themselves a chance, an opportunity with a great quarterback, with a heck of a defense. It doesn't show up every time, but if they can get on a roll once they're in the playoffs— then who knows? In fact, I think by the end of the by by playoff time, they might be one of the the, the highest uh, uh, betting line type of oh, for teams. for sure. so, well, the other thing that's to their advantage is that everybody else in the AFC
0: is a mess as well, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, Miami's rolling yeah. right now, but Miami has never done yeah. it, right? They they have no proof that they can do it in the postseason. They're also a warm weather team, so who knows? The Bills have been totally up and down. The Chargers have been a total disappointment. The Raiders aren't any good. The Broncos, whatever they you know, but they got whipped yesterday by the Texans. The, the Jaguars are also good, but like they haven't done it yet yeah, either. Uh, you know, I mean, so the the, the Chief, that's the other part is the Chiefs have so much more experience than everybody. Yeah, before, so. yeah.
1: Mahomes looked a little frustrated last oh, night. He definitely didn't he? did. So no I question. I would I would say I would say uh, I've been through it. You know, I would say all right, uh, uh, let's not get frustrated. Let's just get a little bit better. You know, and 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 once it's all once emotion wears off, Patrick Mahomes is built that way. So I'm sure that's the mentality that he's got this week moving forward.
0: Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has been around for seventy years. You know they're doing something right if they're celebrating their seventieth anniversary. It is Montana's brand of banking, and this is Montana's brand of NFL. We'll do some NFL rapid fire plus break down the line for Monday Night Football. Keep it right here, one is now ESPN Radio.
1: ESPN
0: Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome back. New On is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty here uh, on your radio dial. Let's go some NFL rapid fire. We don't have to take too much time on any of these. We'll get to Monday Night Football here in a minute. But I've been back and forth on it all year. The Colts are kind of good. And they got another – I mean, they beat the Titans yesterday – I don't know. I I thought coming in they'd be bad, and then when Anthony Richardson got hurt, I thought they'd be worse. Right. They're seven. They're seven and five. They're they're like kind of good.
1: Yeah. They're they're okay. They're a tough-minded team. They are and, that that has ability, uh, and and reasonably talented that has ability to beat about anybody on any given day. So that's sort of the. T- I I suspect they won't go very far. No. If they make the playoffs, but solid plus team. I mean, if that has kind of recovered. Yeah. Uh, from some bad
0: episodes. I mean, if you if you make the playoffs with a first year head coach Stain, Shane Steikian, and Shane uh, Steichen and backup quarterback and Gardner Minshew, then I, th- I think you
1: think you had a pretty good year. Now Minshew, Minshew is he, the sneaky one. Oh, he's got some stuff because the guy can play to the point where for several years I've thought. He should be starting for about ten of these teams. I agree. I just think he's a he's a really underrated, a uh, highly productive quarterback when he gets his opportunity. And the problem is he got his opportunities on a on a on a, a team that wasn't very good uh, in some of those cases. Chargers
0: and the Patriots just set offensive football <laughs> back about forty years on Saturday. I mean, goodness gracious, man! Six so, to nothing. Six to nothing. The Patriots. The Patriots have given up. Twenty-four points yep. in the last three weeks and lost all three games.
1: This is crazy. I think man. it's a world record. And did I read <laughs> did that somewhere? I mean, that's it's, it's it's pitiful offensive football. You know, I always saw it. Even if we were, and I look at, I've had a few years where mostly because of injury, uh, or, uh, where we were just decimated. We had n- nobody that was had any super superpowers or anything. Which right. I love. I love the superstars. You have none of those guys. You should be able to maneuver enough to score a couple of times and then and then, and then a couple of field goals on top of that. The Lions always find a way to make
0: it interesting, but uh, that was a huge bounce-back win. They're up 21-0, then they almost blew it, but then they didn't blow it. Yeah. They went in New Orleans, so uh, it's a good bounce-back by the Lions. The Jets, it's the same issue as the Patriots, man. They just, they're just they so good on defense, and they're so bad on offense. It's crazy. Like They scored eight points because they had a turnover that turned into a field goal and a safety Otherwise, they only
1: scored three. Uh, that the the Jets' defense is really good to the point, and their offense is so bad to the point. There's reports out there that their their guy from BYU, Dak Wilson, right, doesn't want doesn't even want to start. I I find that hard to believe. He doesn't even want to play anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, that can't be. It can't be. I, I I I would suspect Wilson's a little tougher than that. But that's the. The New York media just hammering people now. I've seen New York media and Philly media and those type just chew some guys up that aren't mentally strong enough.
0: All these storylines are just about the bad offense. The Steelers are just hopeless on offense without Kenny Pickett. It sounds like he's going to be out for a little while as well. On the other side of the coin, though, the Dolphins, they kept rolling. I I think Tyree Kill is going to be in the mix to be the first 2,000-yard receiver in NFL history. The record is... 1900 and change by Megatron, Calvin Johnson, a couple years back. So uh, we'll see if that can keep going. I just love the Texans, though, man. I know they're an upstart team, but to be able to do this with a rookie quarterback and rookies on defense and
1: a, a pretty new head coach, they, they play with a lot of toughness. This rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, I I think you may have said it. He may be. He might be the best rookie quarterback ever, man. Like Ever. I mean, the numbers are hard to deny. I'm kind of going, whoa, he plays like a veteran. He's a talented guy. He makes good, quick decisions. He's accurate with the football. Uh, Did I say talent again? (laughs) The dude's talented, which I love, of course. Uh, uh, And it looks like he's got really good instincts. I think that he's going to be a decade-plus long pro bowl-type quarterback. So the Texans are in good hands with their head coach and their quarterback. And those two things are so important to make and run after we were talking about the Chiefs. Put yourself in position virtually every year. You'll win some Super Bowls.
0: Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking. It's a wonderful place. 70th anniversary. So you know they're doing some things right. And they present the Monday afternoon quarterback every Monday here on Nuanas Now. We have, uh, I don't know, just about two minutes left tonight's Monday Night Football game would be one that I was racing home to watch if Joe Burrow wouldn't have gotten hurt. Now, I don't really know what to think of it. Jacksonville's a nine and a half point favorite. This was supposed to be a showcase of two of the great young quarterbacks in the NFL. you get to see one in Trevor Lawrence. The Bengals, I just don't even know where you go from here. When you pay a guy $260 million, he gets hurt. I don't really know if you have an answer for
1: that. Uh, Yeah, but I will say in the NFL, this seems like a lot of points. I think Jacksonville's A Solid plus, yeah, maybe even better than that type of team. Uh, their defense is underrated and they've got a really good young quarterback. Uh, Cincinnati can beat anybody on any given day. I'm not even sure who the heck their quarterback is. I don't either, I don't know. So, but but that doesn't matter because you've seen it. Dobbs, oh no, it's true. You know, I've done it with the the big shooter Ryan Mallet, the late Ryan Mallet. I flew in on a Tuesday, and she, uh, when I was in Baltimore, everybody was like, He starts Sunday and beats beats the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, you know, but that sometimes only lasts for a week or two, kind of like Dobbs. Right. See, you know, sometimes it lasts for a week or two. So let's see what Cincinnati can do against Jacksonville tonight.
0: Jacksonville nine and a half point favorites. The over under thirty nine and a half. I don't know. I think I'd probably skip the spread, and uh, if I was doing it, bet the over there. Sportsbet Montana kiosks all across the state of Montana. If you want to find out? Go to Sportsbet Montana's website or download the app, download the app and click on locations, and uh, you'll find it there. Coach, appreciate you coming in, man. Man, this was fun.
1: congratulations of again. Man. That's awesome. So happy for you guys. We're back at it, and we don't have any weddings to worry
0: about after this. We'll be fully rolling all things football tomorrow. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanez from ESPN Montana here at the M-Store.